0: You're listening to Your Superpowered Mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Your Superpowered Mind.
1: I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Our guest today is is Marilyn Sutherland, and we are going to be talking to her about what mindset is the key to healthy relationships. Marilyn Sutherland is a life coach who has helped thousands of individuals adopt the essential skills they need to create powerful, sustaining relationships at home and work. She's the creator of two transformative programs, Effective Communication, Deeper Connection, and Your Journey to Lasting Love through private couple and group coaching, Marilyn nudges participants out of behavioral patterns that sabotage their chances at deeper, more satisfying love and work relationships. She's also the author of the upcoming book, Why Did You Load the Dishwasher Like That? I can't wait to hear about that because that's the conversation we have in our house. Marilyn, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, absolutely I'm laughing. Yeah, it's, well, that's what your book title does to me because oh my God, that's definitely a question conversation we have. So my first question is always what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind?
0: Well, I'm gonna um, tell you a short version of the moment when I had the revelation. And I was standing, I was in a one-year course on personal development, and it was about supporting each other in our community. I was in front of the room making an announcement, and someone yelled out, ask us if we love you, (laughs) which that was so inappropriate. And I I immediately reacted, no, I'm not going to do that. I know not everyone in the room loves me. There were people there visiting from other cities. To make a long story short, I finally asked. There was this moment of silence, and everyone in the room stood up at once. Wow. Yes. And you know what I did? (laughs) I, I picked out two people who were visitors and challenged them for standing. Mary, you don't know me you've only been here once before for the last weekend. What, why did you stand? She's like, Marilyn, you remember us yesterday before the course started. Of course I would love you more, but uh, I already love you. Okay, you could stand. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> I just met you yesterday. We haven't even talked. Why are you standing? <laughs> this is, and he came over and took my hand, looked in my eyes and said, you know, I'm getting married next month. I've learned so much from you already, and it's going to make a difference in my marriage. And I I started getting teary. The leader said, okay, we're taking a break. (laughs) Everyone in the course who was standing stood in line like a reception to hold my hand and tell me why they stood, because they knew I didn't get it. And that was one of the purposes of the course, to support each other in the breakthroughs that each of us needed. And I, I was always friendly and outgoing and talked a lot. You can probably tell. Mm-hmm. And what I had to confront was that I was actually pushing love away, challenging people who declared by standing that they loved me. And I had some standard for how they should do it, and that wasn't it. So I took on letting love in. And, and letting love out. And it changed, it changed me. I, um, and I started telling people if I felt connected to them, I would say, I really feel connected to you. Or if I felt love, I would say. If with friends, I would say, I love you. I'm so grateful you're my friend. I didn't care if they said it back. So... Yeah. When I, one of the things that came from that was I really learned how to connect with people and to be a safe space. And as a coach, that is so important. Yeah. And the other piece is the work that I did out of that breakthrough in letting love in and giving love freely had me with no expectation when my husband showed up. And I'd already known him for 10 years, but just casually. When he showed up and we connected, I was able to let his love in. And I married him a year later. And I married when I was 49 for the first time. Wow. I never wanted to get married. It looked like a trap.
1: Wow. So oh, yeah, for and you, really, the journey, right, of learning to let, to see that people love you and really know that and then to and feel it and to then share that love was your own journey and so now ironically or not so ironically because this is what we all do this is what you help other people do exactly
0: yeah yeah because it's so painful for me um you know for I was single till I was 49 and for some of that time, I really, you know, I didn't want to get married, but I really wanted a committed long-term relationship. And it never happened. My longest relationships were two years. And honestly, I picked guys that I wouldn't fall in love with because I didn't want to get married and then be hurt. But then um, I realized I was really, I, I was not really opening my heart and really connecting. And that's what you need to do. You have to be vulnerable to really love and be loved.
1: Wow, okay. So I um, wanna make sure to be asking you about, you know, how is it that people, you know, I know there's so many people out there who do, who are closed off, whether they realize or not. And how do you make it safe enough or feel safe enough and what do you believe and all of that to make it possible for you to learn how to open your heart and, and truly connect. Yeah. Uh, yes. You're well, still,
0: Go ahead. Here's one thing that you can do is when you're with someone, be with them. You know, and we talk about mindfulness and presence and, oh, my God, those are so important. But what you can do is just look at them put your phone down, listen, be there. You don't have to perform. You don't have to say the right thing. You don't have to ask the great question. You just be in the moment with them. And you can be shy and whatever, but you can open your heart to them in that way just by being there with them. And just practice that.
1: Yes. And you know, the thing that's so funny, that has been one of my, my own journeys is it's to be very present to, for people and not so much in work because that's what I do. But with my, I have three teenage daughters and, you know, at some point I realized I want to be more present for them, you know, really not be working when they're around. So, but they're teenagers, so they don't necessarily want to interact with me. <laughs>
0: they don't want to be with their mom. So,
1: <laughs> so, so what I'm learned mean. to do is I very consciously, I do my work until they come home and then I go and I stand in the kitchen and I chop vegetables for dinner and I'm putzing around in there so that I'm there and I'm very present while they're doing their homework because then they might just decide that they want to talk to me and then I'm there.
0: Mm, That is so beautiful. It's
1: been, it's been quite nice because then I know I'm there. I really know that. So they can choose or not whether to interact with me, really. Yeah. So, okay, I really want to go way deeper into all of this, but we ha- I need to take a brief break. Before we go, can you let people know where they can learn about your, your work?
0: Yes. So I have a uh, – well, yeah, I sent you a link. Which I'm, and it's Linktree HTTPS. Where's my? Chat? It
1: looks like it's L I N K T R dot E E slash it.
0: Coach. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna have like all my my website, Facebook, my Facebook group, relationship mastery community. My, my website's Your Journey to Lasting Love, um, a link to my book that's good coming, coming out.
1: Yes, I will put all of that. Um, I can put that in the show notes so people awesome. will be able to pull it up there, which is okay. great. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk to Marilyn more about what the mindset is key to creating healthy relationships. So stay tuned
0: your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more.
1: Welcome back, everyone. So, Marilyn, I guess one of my questions is you work with people Oh, we're still going. We're working with um, is you work with people around um, all types of relationships, romantic, family, work relationships. And would you say that among all of those relationships, there's a, um, like a, a mindset or some sort of presence or thought or belief that everybody needs to have to be successful and really be present?
0: Well, Oh my, there's, there's, um, many, many things I could say, you know, let me just, just preface, preference, preface it a little by saying, I, I like to think of us as a whole human being. Like there's our beliefs, our thoughts, what we say, what we do, our feelings, um, our, who, who our true self, like our soul or our uh, spirit. There's like all of that. And all of that comes together, and we're one integrated human being, or not. Sometimes we want love, but we push love away, and everything is not aligned. So, you know, it's not an easy answer, but one of the answers is when we are aligned with who we are, our values, and how we show up in the world, that's the goal. Then we're then we can be present. We have self-awareness. We are not trying to get um, attention and feed our egos. We're we're giving and we're being loving and it all comes back to us. Right.
1: So there's a way in which we really need to know who we are to, to be with another person. You know, what are our preferences? Um, so that we can be just us. It's sort of funny. I'm having a hard time putting that into words. I know. <laughs> yes. So so if somebody is not feeling like they're aligned, you know, if they're sort of like, wait, I I guess I know some people are there one way with some pers- some people and a different way with other people, and they're not actually sure. How do you go about figuring that out? Like, how do you become aligned?
0: Well, if, you know, my first answer, well, how do I do it as well when I work with people? But people can, you know, you can do work on your own. It just takes something. One of the things is to be willing to look at yourself with kindness. So often when we turn inward, we're judgmental, we're mean to ourselves. Oh my God, if we spoke to our best friend or to a child like that, Well, we would never do that, right? but we do it to ourselves. And, you know, it's the mean girls turned inward. So um, one of the things that I would say is to be on this journey, you have to be curious and inquire, wow, why did I just lash out at her? Why am I so hurt? Huh, why do I feel disconnected right now? Or I'm so spacey, what's going on with me? Be curious and be kind, no judgment. And, and one of the things that that requires is that you listen to that little voice in your head. Do you ever talk about that on the show? Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, I'm assuming most of the people who are listening probably know about their little voice, but if you don't, I'm just gonna stop for a second and you can listen to see what he or she is saying to you. Yes. Yeah. So she might be saying here, she might be saying, well, what is she talking about? I don't hear a voice. (laughs) That's it. So that little voice is designed to keep you safe, not to have love, not to fulfill your purpose, not to do anything that gets you out of the comfort zone, because the job of your little voice and your ego is survival. And so if you want to have a great life, it doesn't mean perfect, but you want to be self-expressed and feel connected and love and be loved, you have got to get that voice to get quieter. And the way you do it is you pay attention to it and you stop listening to it. It's like a radio station, like mine's Radio Maryland. And so you want to turn the volume down on it and you need to start changing the way you speak. Our words have power. Our words create a world. If I say, I'm a mess, I'm a hot mess. I am a hot mess. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling my brain, you're a hot mess. Your brain goes, yes, Mm ma'am. And off it goes. Or you could say, wow, I am really, I'm amazing, I'm curious about what's going on with me. I'm proud of me. I'm perfectly imperfect. I'm amazing. Yes. The thing is you have to own it. But so you start with whatever you can say that you can own and be kind. If you're working on yourself in any way, you are amazing. Most people don't do this kind of work.
1: Right, and that's so funny because once you get into this area, you think everybody's doing all of this work. Yeah. But it, yes, and so you what you're talking about is exactly what I think a lot of listeners um, of this show, and definitely has been my journey, is realizing you know we're stuck in thought loops that don't serve us and yeah. becoming very aware of what those thoughts are saying and learning how to, Create other neural connections so that you don't automatically go to those thoughts. And what I love about what you just said is sometimes, you know, there's this positive affirmation way that people say, well, just be positive. But in my experience with my clients and with myself also is that if you say I'm amazing, when your beliefs really at that point have been that you're not amazing, you're not going to be able to buy into it. In fact, for me, what I've seen is it causes people even more distress because they're trying to lie to themselves. So you, you go one little step, like, wow, this is pretty cool of me that I would be curious, like the example you gave, like, that's kind of a cool trait to have.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like, even I'm good amazing can make your little voice go crazy. You are not amazing. You're a loser. Oh, mm-hmm. then you're, like you said, then you're off and running.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is so funny. So, you know, what are, what are some of the behaviors that people engage in that sabotage relationships?
0: So, um, yeah. So in my book, Why Did You Load the Dishwasher Like That? Nine Whopping Mistakes That Push Love Away. One of them is you listen to the voice in your head and think it's you. So, um, and you believe it. And, um, you take what people say and do personally. You assume, assume the worst in people. When you look at your own life and how, how you show up with people, so often we are not our best selves we're preoccupied we are worried do they like us or did we do a good job at work we're trying to just like you know make it at work we're not really ourselves our true self we're not really present so when other people are like that with you why would you think it's about you they're trying to survive too or they're wounded or something happened in their family life you we have no idea most people are in pain in some way Right, And so we want to just be the kindness that I talked about giving to yourself. You want to be with people with kindness. Very few people really are out to hurt us, even when it feels like that.
1: Yes, that's a big shift, I know, for some people. It's, um, and it, well, it's interesting also, even with, with teenagers, there's a way in which, not that people are out to get you, but this feeling that everybody's thinking about you or looking at you or (laughs) when really
0: they're not, (laughs) they're stuck in their own heads. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, why we think that is because people say things like, like teens, oh my gosh, you know, they are often very critical um, because they don't feel good about themselves. So when you're young and less mature, you have to put someone else down to make yourself be built up. But that isn't the way it has to be. Everyone can win. When we lift each other up, we all rise higher. Right. But we're still in that, you know, even though we're grown men and women walking around with jobs and making good money and driving cool cars and living in great houses and having all kinds of stuff, in many ways we're not mature adults. We're still afraid. We're a fraud. We're afraid people won't like us that maybe we'll fail. The more success we have, the more we're afraid of losing it. And so it's all about us.
1: Right. So how do you, you know, how do we help people shift that focus?
0: Well, being, so one is being self-aware. And observing you know, observing yourself and paying attention with kindness. When we can do that, we see things that we otherwise can't see. We see, like when I gave that example before about how I was challenging those people who stood, I was pushing love away. Right. And... At first, I didn't realize that. But when I really thought about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm so loving and caring and I'm challenging people. I was mortified that I had done that. If I had made myself wrong and denied it, I would never have had the breakthrough that I had. My whole life is different because of that moment and the willingness that I had to observe it. And instead of judging, just be kind to myself and get curious. So that is really, really important. The other thing is, and this one might be hard to swallow, but it's really important, is that when something happens and we think we're going to get in trouble, we blame other people. Not my fault. It's not my fault. It's Mary's fault. She didn't, she, she didn't tell me. I didn't know. Or, well, if you hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have done that. So it's your fault. That's what we do, even when we know not to. Sometimes that will leak out. And the thing that I think is so critical is that we are responsible for what comes out of us. And this has changed. This changed so many of the people that I work with when we start to get clear about this. I'm going to tell you a little mini story. Wayne Dyer said, and I'm going to paraphrase it, Well, he asked, what do you get when you squeeze an orange? So, Kristen, Uh, what do do you get? Orange juice. Orange juice. And why do you get orange juice? Because there's orange juice inside of the the orange. So what comes out is what's already inside. So the question is, for all of us, when you get squeezed, what comes out? Mm. Anger, sadness, frustration. Um, love, kindness, joy. C- critical, ju- critical, and judgmental.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if we don't like the juice inside of us, we can change it. Right, and, and that's the journey of this this whole show. Right, to change your juice.
1: Yeah, I love that. To change your juice, and you know that is such a big part of this. Um. This growth journey is recognizing that we have all of these parts to us. You know, there is a piece of us which is greedy, or a piece of it which is selfish or or angry. yeah, and yet there's also pieces of us that are very loving and generous, and one of the things that you know I see people doing is they learn to actually align with the parts of themselves. That they want to. They get to choose which which juice comes out. But it doesn't feel like it at first. At first you feel like, well, I have no control. They did that and it made me angry. So I I responded with
0: anger. Yes. and And what's great about what you said was it went from kind of blaming to a little bit of responsibility. Like I responded. Yes. The thing I love about the juice is when my when I do this work with my clients, they start talking about, oh, that was my juice. Yes. Somehow that's easier than saying, oh yeah, like I, I yelled at you or not you know, and I'm I'm angry. I've got anger. You just when you call it your juice, it's a little easier to talk about.
1: It but really is. It's yes. yeah, it's such a it puts enough of a distance. And it's such a good visual that you can be like, oh, well, yeah, so I have some anger juice. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. And that's perfect. And it's important to laugh. I mean, in the end, we're doing the best we can. Yeah. Do better, we would. And when you're on this journey, you can do better. Right. And not just better, you can transform because it isn't just like change literally when we start implementing all these things you know owning your emotional response being responsible being responsible for what words come out of your mouth and 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 not being critical and coming more from love and caring being willing to open our heart all of those things we are a different being yes I'm not who I was 20 years ago. I'm not even who I was a year ago.
1: Isn't that funny? And I, uh, I actually literally just saw a quote on Facebook that said, you know, evolve so hard that people are going to have to get to know you again or something <laughs> like that.
0: Yes. And by the way, that's a great thing to say. You haven't asked me about this. But for people who are in relationships, you've been married we're dating a really long time and it's getting kind of boring and you know, like it's like ho-hum sex and uh, you already know everything they're going to say and do. And when they don't, yeah, you're surprised for a minute, but that's the exception that proves the rule. That quote's awesome. Like we are changing, but if we don't recognize it in ourselves and each other, then we keep people stuck.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yes. We keep looking at them as if they're the same person that they were when we married them.
0: Or yesterday. Right. And we, by saying it, oh, you forgot to take the garbage out again. You are bringing up the past. You're putting them in the past. Instead of saying, hey, babe, why do you keep forgetting to take the garbage out? Do you need a sign? Do you need me to remind you? Do you have a calendar item? Like, how can I support you to do it?
1: Yes. Yes, I love that. And uh, the other way I've learned how to do it, because I've been married for twenty-two years, is is uh, the um, I noticed that the trash <laughs> never gets put outside on the trash day. <laughs> you know, just speaking to what I see, Yes. You know, and yeah. right, and what I know is true. Um, and that you know, I I feel irritated. <laughs> then I feel like it's I need to do it then instead. So, yes, it's very interesting. And I guess, you know, one of the other things that I want to bring up, just because we had this conversation before we started, was, you know, this idea of getting that really learning to love ourselves, and we sort of touched on it, is probably one of the most important. um, Yes. Yeah. And because what, what, you know, I know you can explain that a little bit better, what 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 would you? How would you say that? That how would you describe that?
0: Well, you know, there's a lot of talk now about self care and self love. And but I don't know if people get if you can't love yourself, whatever that means. Like you can't look in the mirror and and just be with how wonderful you are. No, you. You have, you know, like wrinkles and maybe your hair is a mess, or maybe you're 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight, but that isn't who you are, like the heart and soul of who you are. If you don't recognize that and acknowledge that and let that love in from you, there is no way that when someone says, I love you, you can let it in. Right. You might think you are, but you are not. The way you let love in is you love yourself first. The more you can love yourself, the more you can hold the love of others. And I've talked to many men who got divorced because their wives wouldn't let the love in. And they divorced their husband because they didn't feel they, that he was loving. And they were. And I know some of these men, they are loving men. Their wives couldn't let it in.
1: Oh, that's interesting. That's a whole other conversation I want to have with you. Um, Because, yes, there is a way in which what feels like love to us, um, you know, versus what we have inside of us that love for ourselves, ooh okay, I'm going to have to talk to you more about that later (laughs) in another episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would love that. Yeah. And you know, that, that gets to another thing, which is, you know, this is all, everything is kind of related. When I talked about being an an integrated, you can't change one piece easily because everything else holds it in place. Uh, So like every, like everything has to kind of get aligned and adjusted as things are raised um, over time. But You can't just raise up in one area and expect that everything else generally is going to shift as well. So if you have a belief about yourself, then you have to deal with that. And that's part of that recognition of what you're believing. And then you have to go to work on that because it's not true. We are not one thing. We are not a loser. We are not sad. We are not ugly. We're not mean. We have our moments. But your little voice and your beliefs are going to pick the worst. Yes. And so, yeah, so all those things, you know, if your husband is saying or your boyfriend is saying, I love you, you are so loving and kind, and you were mean to him, and you didn't forgive yourself or ask for forgiveness and let it go, you can't hear him. Right. He's lying, and you don't trust him.
1: That's what happens. You're stuck in your own shame. Yeah. Right. Wow. Very interesting. Yes, this is probably not something you get to on day one with people typically. But
0: (laughs) We just start sometimes with putting your hand on your heart, looking in the mirror. This is hard too. And saying, I love you, Marilyn, or whatever your name is. Oh, that's great. And letting the love in. Not just saying it to the person in the mirror, but having that person say it to you and you let that love in yourself. Takes about thirty days for most people, and then it, they start to crack open.
1: Wow. Okay, that is a wonderful exercise. Try to um, to, and I think there are probably um, a lot of people out there who who would be well served by trying that. So yes. thank
0: you. You're welcome.
1: So you know I'm going to put the link in the link tree link. And what is the name of your
0: website? You also have a website. Yes. It's called Your Journey to Lasting Love, all words. Okay. Love.
1: Great. That's awesome. And the name of your book is Why Did You Load the Dishwasher Like That? Nine <laughs> Whopping Mistakes That Push Love Away. I, I'm definitely going to be looking for that. Will that be Amazon or where can yes, we? Get that?
0: Amazon. Great. Yep. Yeah, you can pre order it right now. Oh, good. Yeah and June 20th it's released.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you Marilyn. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Good. And all of you listeners, thank you again for being here for making um wanting taking the time to step into being better versions of you. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world.